Welcome to Dodgers Daily. I'm Casey Porter. I'm so glad that you decided to tune in. We have a great show for you today. Today we continue our MLB Pipeline Dodgers Top 30 Prospects. This time it's on sixth round draft pick from the 2021 draft. Emmett Sheehan, six foot five out of Boston College, originally New York, New York. And I'll tell you what, he is an example of just how great of a job the Dodgers do with their scouting. There is no way that his talent should have dropped him down to the sixth round. He has an explosive fastball. We're going to get into all that. We're going to talk all about Emmett Sheehan today. But hey, before we do, hey, we just started a new fundraising platform that you can help. You can help donate to Dodgers Daily to keep this content going. Now, Dodgers Daily, this is a hobby of mine, and it is also a passion. So I will always cover the Dodgers minor leagues and always do it for free. So only donate if you want to show your appreciation for Dodgers Daily. It does cost money to drive to these games. It does take time to put these, you know, this content together. So, hey, if you would like to help donate, I have the link in the description down below. So follow that link and you can help Dodgers Daily keep growing. Also become a subscriber. Tell all your friends about Dodgers Daily and turn on your notifications. That way we can keep growing. Okay, so we're going to talk about the six foot five Image Sheehan. We're going to get into him. We're going to talk all about him on today's prospect feature. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it and let's talk Image Sheehan. As we get started talking about Image Sheehan, the first thing you need to notice is he has big six foot five and he gets great extension. I mean, he gets way, way, way down the mound. You know, 60 foot six inches. I'll bet he's. 54, 55 inches by the time he throws. So not only is his fastball big, not you know, he hit 99 miles an hour with it last year. He's searching for that 100. I have it all in the article that I wrote about him. But his extension's good, so it looks faster than the actual radar is putting up there because it's like he's handing the ball to the catcher. That's the Ego Cartaya that you saw there. Okay, he has had times where he has been absolutely, totally dominant. The Arizona Fall League last year, he struck out eight hitters in a row. That struck out eight hitters in a row. His last performance for Tulsa, he actually sat down 12 hitters in a row at double A. Six of those were via the strikeout. So I'll say this, and this is a big statement to make as you see this fastball here. Like I said, he's reached as high as 99 with it. With the extension that he gets being so tall, he gets down the mound. And then that three-quarter slot, that gives him really good ride and run. Look at that changeup. That's a fantastic pitch. So I've made the statement, and I will stick by it. There, he didn't throw that for a strike, but that's a very good ride and run on that pitch. I made the statement that I think the two most explosive fastballs in the organization are Dustin May and Emmett Sheehan, and I will absolutely stand behind that. You know, it's not just the velocity. It's the extension. It's the three-quarter arm slot. It's the ride and run that he gets on it. It is just absolutely, totally explosive. There's that little cutter slash slider pitch that he has. He actually has fastball, curveball, change, and, you know, then the slider as well. So he's a four-pitch pitcher, and, you know, he feels like he can throw a strike with any of them. He likes to dump that curveball in, you know, as a strike pitch early in a count or maybe in a 3-2 count when he has a good fastball hitter sitting on a fastball kind of as deception. And he likes to throw that little slider pitch on the outer half just to get rollover. That's Eddie's laying hard right there making that play. So he gets good rollover on the slider. And he has the good changeup that we saw earlier. Right there is a good changeup that had some tumble to it. And look at the run on that pitch. Did you see the arm side run that he got on that four seam he threw just right there? Okay, so last year, strikeouts per nine. Check this out. There's a good slider. 14.28. 
meaning he struck out 14.28 hitters per nine innings last year at Great Lakes. Check this out, though. The year before that in 2021 at Rancho at Low A, 18.69. He averaged striking out 18.69 hitters per nine innings at Rancho in 2021, 14.28 last year at Advanced A, Great Lakes. Okay, so obviously that sounds great. Look at that awesome changeup. That's a great pitch at 79 miles an hour. The What is considered excellent for a strikeout per nine, of course, obviously 14.28 is good, and 18.69 is fantastic. Okay, 10% is considered excellent. So when you're at 14.28, you are absolutely, totally, and entirely elite. His base on balls per nine last year in Tulsa, now it's 6.23, which is a lot. That's very high. Let me say this. That's another good changeup that you saw there. Let me say this. The ball is different in double-A. I've talked to several of these guys that moved up, Nick Nestrini, Kevin Malaszewski, you know, a lot of guys that have moved up. And that double A ball for a while is difficult to get used to gripping because it's just a different feel to it. So I am not worried at all about the base on balls per night after he came up to Tulsa last year because I'm sure he was dealing with just getting used to the grip of a new ball and trying to get, you know, the spin rate and everything going with the new baseballs at the double-A level. Okay, at Great Lakes last year, he walked 3.96 hitters per nine innings. I think he would be the first one to tell you. That K or that base on ball per per nine innings percentage needs to come down some. 3.2 is considered below average. So, you know, no doubt about it. He needs to reduce his walks per nine innings down to around three. You know, if he can keep that explosiveness with the fastball like he did in his last outing, with Tulsa where he didn't walk in. Look at that big old curveball. That's what I'm talking about. Look at the count there. He just threw it to get strike one. He likes to dump it in there on even counts, just as kind of a deceptive pitch, you know, just a get-me-over type pitch like he did for that strike one pitch we just saw. Okay, so the the league average 3.2 in base on balls per nine, 3.96 for Sheehan last year in Great Lakes, and then 6.23 in Tulsa. So he needs to get that number down around three per game. And with the explosiveness, you know, whenever you can strike guys out like Sheehan can, there's that four seam up, then you can walk a few more guys because you have, you know, some margin for error via the strikeout that if you're a guy that relies on contact, you know, you can't allow hitters to get on base as much because, you know, a ground ball scores runs, that kind of thing. So, Get that that base on balls down per night. Okay, his batting average on balls in play. Check this out. In Tulsa last year, 111. Okay, it was 307 at Great Lakes. The league average is around 300. So I would have to say that 307 at Great Lakes would be when he gets behind in the count and has to serve up, you know, something that, that a hitter is sitting on. And so the batting average on balls in play was 307 last you're at Great Lakes, but it was very explosive again at Tulsa. His home run for fly ball rate was 4.1%. Now check this out. The league average for home run for fly ball rate is 9.5%. So he's he is above twice as good as he should be as far as the league average goes in allowing home runs for fly balls. So that is very good. That tells you, although he does elevate the four-seam fastball, it does not get hit out of the park all that often so you have the best of all worlds it's had a, it has a lot of swing and miss with not very much risk as far as when it does get hit getting hit out of the ballpark his era last year at great lakes was 2.83 and like i said in his first outing in tulsa in 2023 he did not 
allow a run. Okay, a strikeout percentage, again, 38.7 at Great Lakes, 50% in his first outing. Anything above 27% is considered excellent for a strikeout rate. So when you're talking about 38.7% and 50%, we're, we're talking again about a young man that is absolutely elite when you're talking about striking guys out. His strikeout for walk ratio, you know, you talk about, look at that curveball, nice pitch right there. And again, just that strike one pitch. Again, he threw it for strike one just as a get-me-over, 79-mile-hour curveball again for strike two. Great pitch right there, especially when you have to sit on his heat right there, it's 94, but he did get as high as 99 last year. So we talk about the strikeouts. We talk about the walks. Let's put those two together. How did he do there? Okay, his strikeout for walk ratio last year was 3.61. So he had 3.61 strikeouts for every walk. And anything above about two and a half is good, and he is well, well, well above that. So that's a good trade-off and a good ratio. His average against last year was 178 at Great Lakes, and his first performance was 0.00 this year in Tulsa. So his average against was absolutely fantastic. His walks and hits per innings last year at Great Lakes, and I'm not going over the Tulsa numbers from 2022 because he just didn't have a big enough sample size for the the statistics to actually matter at all. And again, he was adjusting to the double-A baseball. Okay, his whip. Great Lakes 1.08. Look at that curveball. 83 miles an hour. Just a fantastic pitch. Dives into the zone and just, I mean, you can't hit that pitch, especially when you have to sit on 96, 97, sometimes 98 and 99. So his whip was very, very good at 1.08. I love that stat walks and hits per inning because, you know, it's one thing to be explosive. It's another to be explosive and efficient. And so that whip tells me, you know, how many hitters are you getting on base? How efficient are you? So the lower the whip, the more efficient. Look, the ride and run on that fastball. That was, that's a big time 95 mile an hour fastball that has ride. And of course, that Great Lakes, that's a good little slider there. That Great Lakes gun is off. That, that said 95, that easily could have been 90, 96, 97, something up in that zone. It's been off, been known to be off a couple of miles an hour, anyways, maybe even more than that. Okay, so it's stuff. We talked about it. We've talked about the big curveball. The big four seam, he's six foot five. He has that three quarter arm slot. He gets that ride and run. Then he has that slider. And he can make a slider a little bit bigger to give it depth to kind of make it more. Boy, look at that 97 up in the zone. That's that ride and run I'm talking about to that four seam. That is just a fantastic pitch. You've seen his curveball. There's the ride and run in on a left hander. So, hey, you might say, well, how does he do to lefty? Look at that ball run. Did you see the run on that ball away from a lefty? Look at that run to the arm side, and it's just hard to even swing at as a left-handed hitter. Then he dropped that change up. That is just – that's filthy. I mean, there's no way – look at the right – I know that wasn't a strike, but just look at the run on that, and then he straightened that one out just a touch. Look at the run on that pitch. So, yeah, you know, you're talking about a pitch with massive velo, and then you're also talking about, you know, horizontal movement – that makes it really, really, really difficult to hit. So the four pitches, the four seam, with the three-quarter slot that gives him, like I said, the ride and run. Very similar to Gus Varlin last year. You know, Gus is with Milwaukee now. Whenever Gus moved to the bullpen, he started maxing out and started hitting 98. And the ride and run factor to his fastball is really what separates him. And that's why he's in the major leagues right now, because he has that great fastball. Very similar to Sheehan as far as the effect of that. 
And then the changeup, we've seen a couple of those. There's a good slider that we've talked about. And then also we've seen a couple of curveballs that you saw him dump in just for strike one. Then you also saw him tumble one for strike three as well into the dirt for a strikeout. So Emmett Sheehan, the four pitches, he just absolutely is totally explosive. I'll say it again. I think he and Dustin May had the two most explosive. Look at that slider. That's That has some depth to it right there. That was a good pitch. That one backed up on him a touch. But he and Dustin May, I think, had the two most explosive fastballs in the organization. You know, when I say explosive, what do I mean? You know, hey, it's one thing to throw hard and have the velo. It's another to have movement to it. And then when you add the extension as far as how he gets down the mound, then the three-quarter slot, and then the way he hides the ball, it looks like it's almost coming out of a slingshot when you throw all of that together, it makes that fastball very, very explosive. So there you have it. There's my feature on Emmett Sheehan, six foot five out of Boston College, picked in the sixth round. I still can't believe he he lasted all the way to the sixth round of the 2021 draft. And again, that's just a testament to the developmental system and then also the scouting system of the Dodgers that they just keep finding guys like Emmett Sheehan in the sixth round because he is simply fantastic. Hey, fans, one more reminder before we get out of here. I hope you tune in to all of our other Dodgers Top 30 Prospect features as well. Our next one's going to be on River Ryan. And also, hey, again, we started a new fundraiser. If you like this kind of video and this kind of content, you know, it takes money to drive to these games and takes time to put this content together. So if you want to show your appreciation for Dodgers Daily, Go down to the description, look at the link where you can go donate if you want to. If you don't, no big deal. I will continue to provide all this content forever for free. This is a passion of mine. I love doing this. It's an absolute privilege to get to bring you this kind of content. So, hey, no pressure whatsoever. But if you'd like to show your appreciation and if you'd like to help Dodgers Daily keep growing, go ahead and follow that link and, hey, donate whatever you can, whether it be 50 cents or whatever. We would certainly appreciate that. Also, become a subscriber. If you're not, tell your friends about Dodgers Daily and turn on those notifications. That way, every time we release a new video, you'll be notified and we'll keep growing and we can keep providing you content like this in the future as we love to do. Okay, as always, I would like to thank you for tuning in and say go Dodgers.